welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Are you leaking breast milk in between feedings? Now you can collect that milk rather than throw it away in your breast pads. And today's episode is also brought to you by Cake Maternity. Cake Maternity stocks one of the largest ranges of maternity and nursing bras. Um, but we will hear more from our sponsors later. You can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page if you need anything. See if you can give them any of your business uh, because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, you can scroll down and enter your email address and we'll send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And now Diane has our review of the week. Oh, and I wait, before we do that, <laughs> we should mention the big thing that happened is that we meet, reached a million downloads. Yes. So if you're not following us on social media, because we put it all over social media for the most part. Right. So if you're not following us, you have to follow us on social on Instagram because that's where all that action happens. So to speak, I don't know. I guess that's what people say. I really don't know. <laughs> but we put it on there and we reached a million downloads. So that's amazing. Thank you. We couldn't do yes, it without you. Thank you, you guys. Exactly. Yeah. It's all of you. It's all of you. Yes. So now we have our review of the week. Yes. And this comes from Brooke. And this is actually the reason why we are doing this episode today was came off of this review. And this came from an email. She sent it to our badass breastfeeding podcast at gmail.com. She said, hello, I wanted to send a review over as I love your podcast. I have a six-month-old little girl and she is exclusively nursed. I own my own sewing business and I listen to you guys basically every single time I'm up late, late night sewing my little heart out. I'm so proud to be a nursing mama. My son, who is now two and a half, had many issues nursing when he was born. He was born at 37 weeks. And so I ended up exclusively pumping for him for 18 months. It was so hard, and I still have no idea how I pulled that off. I cannot tell you how relieved and overjoyed I am to be able to nurse my daughter and never pump. I'm a work-from-home mom, so my daughter is always with me, and so I never have to pump. In fact, I never have to pump again. I think I would be okay. I will say one thing I really struggled with when my daughter was born was trusting my body and trusting the process. My son never efficiently transferred milk, even after a tongue and lip tie revision that we couldn't have done until he was three weeks old due to him being so early and in the NICU with jaundice. And I was convinced my daughter would have the same issues. I came in so hot when I was buying baby stuff for her. I got new pump parts, bottles, storage bags, sterilizers, the whole nine yards, not even thinking I might not need this stuff again. I couldn't get over the fact that I couldn't tell how much she was eating when she nursed. I literally think I had some sort of trauma from pumping for so long. I counted every single ounce for one and a half years. And now I had no idea what my daughter was consuming. It was extremely hard to let go. I was also pumping in between all my feeds with her and creating this huge oversupply because I couldn't fathom that possibly I didn't need to pump. And it was a mess. After visiting with an IBCLC, she basically told me in a very sweet and non-dissuasive way to chill out and try to trust the process. So I cut back on pumping, using my haka, counting, and I trusted the process here, and here we are. My baby is thriving. The LC I saw that said she's this type of anxiety with moms who previously exclusively pumped all the time. It's very hard for us to let go of that mindset. We can count and measure everything. I think this would be a super useful topic to have an episode about nursing after pumping exclusively, either for NICU moms or NICU babies, or for moms that had to exclusively pump for a previous babe due to whatever reason. It was so hard for me to let go, and I know I can't be the only one with this struggle. Thank you guys for being so supportive, and a huge thanks to Abby, especially for teaching me about capitalism and how to stick it to the man. <laughs> yeah. And what oh, I that answer- makes me so happy. Oh, <laughs> oh that I just made my her- whole year. 
Oh my God. I know that's hilarious. When I answered her, she would crack me up because she was like, oh my God, I didn't think you would reply. I love you guys. Tell Abby I said, hey, too. I'm jumping up and down with excitement. So that came in an email? That came in an email. Yeah. I feel like we need to, I would like, I'm going to contact her and see if I can put that story on like social media and what, cause oh, like, that's, that's awesome. such a, it's such a like, cause she's right there. She can't be the only one, you know, oh, this is something yeah. that is so common and just everything, you know, the, the pumping and the fear and the anxiety and all of that, like trying to figure it out with it. And the trauma, she even said trauma, mm-hmm. which is so true. I mean, we always, anything that we have, like struggles that we have with our first, um, whether it's births or I had so much trauma around my first birth. Uh-huh. And like working towards my second birth was like really hard. I was scared. And um, yeah, anyway, I just feel like people, I would love to share that with other people. Right. And what do you have to compare it to? Really? I mean, you have nothing else to compare it to. You're on your second baby. All you're doing is looking back at the first one and saying, okay, this is what I dealt with the first time. It's got to be the same, right? Like it's it's all you know. And nobody has any good information to give you. No. Thank God she ran into that IBCLC. Mm-hmm. Who knew what they were talking about? Um, yeah. Because told her to all the other out. people yeah. that are like, yeah, because all the people like, especially your doctor or whatever. Um, and, you know, doctors, <laughs> I, I rant about doctors a lot, but I want to be very clear. Doctors have saved my parents' lives three times now. Mm-hmm. My mom is currently in the hospital with <gasps> blood clots in her lungs. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And she's alive because of doctors. And my dad had cancer and he is alive because of doctors. And my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer last year and she is alive because of doctors. So when I say doctors and I rant about doctors, it is only about breastfeeding. Like when it comes to medicine and things like that, that's who you want. You know, Mm -hmm. that's who, that's what they know. That's who you want. They save, literally save lives every day. So the doctor rant is really just about um, breastfeeding. And so I digress. Um, <laughs> you, um, you know, when you talk to your doctor about pumping or everything, they don't have that information to, to give you to, to, to help you, you know, through it. Yeah. And so you're just there with all of this, you know, not knowing what to do. And when we talk about, you know, it's like she was talking about specifically going from, you know, having a baby that was early, not breastfeeding well. So she, you know, defaulted to exclusively pumping because then she knew her baby was getting her milk. And I see that all the time. Oh my gosh, all the time. Whether it be because of issues like a a small Nikki baby or because of just anxiety. I see that a lot too, where parents are just so, have so much anxiety surrounding the breastfeeding Mm -hmm. that they are just like, I'm just going to pump so I can see what's going into the baby. Right. Or it's a situation where I see this all the time too, where maybe the baby wasn't gaining well to start or there was breastfeeding problems to start. So they did some supplementing or bottle feeding, whether it be with pumped milk or formula, whatever they needed to do. And then you get to the point where it's like, okay, we can just exclusively breastfeed now. There's no need for those bottles anymore. That is a really hard transition to make because you are seeing what's going into the baby. And it's really hard to go from seeing what's going into the baby to trusting that it's going into the baby. Right. A yeah. really difficult transition to make. Yeah. And you see, I see this too with just even just people who like, um, there was a nursing strike or, or maybe, um, they went away for a trip on a trip or something for a couple of days and were away from baby. And so there was pumping and even just, 
even if they were nursing, then pumping and then trying to nurse again, mm. they get tripped up in that. Yeah. Like, wait, I don't think, I don't know. I think my supply is gone. I think I can't, I don't know if they're getting enough. I don't, you know, like you get, it's hard to go back. It is. And I I mean, I blame society for this, for, for the majority of this. What a big Good. surprise, right? Because I blame society for like everything that goes on. But I really do because we come from this, you know, societal place of not trusting what's going on. And we have people telling new new parents from the hospital or even through pregnancy, you have to pump in order to make enough milk. You have to, how do you know the baby's getting enough? I mean, who hasn't heard that as a breastfeeding parent? Who has not had somebody say to them, how do you know the baby's getting enough? Like well, that's enough to throw you off. Exactly. And and when you have like baby registries, you know, somebody's going to have a baby registry or even like the episode on Friends when <laughs> Rachel's having her baby, like a pump is a gift. It's just a normal gift for a parent. Yeah. Here's a pump. Yep. Like, wait a minute. Do we need the pump? It's just a given. It's like, oh, you're having a baby. Oh, here's a pump. You need to get a pump. And yeah. it's like, wait a minute. Why? You know, I saw a thing and this makes me talk. I like, mean, and maybe there's a reason, but maybe not, you know? Right. And I saw a thing just this week. Um, on, I don't know if it was, it was just like some blog or something that was saying, that was talking about different pumps. Mm-hmm. And because now there's a zillion different pumps and yeah. it used to be just like one or two kinds, a manual and an electric, yeah. single electric and a double electric. Now there's like all these different ones. So it was talking about the different pumps and in the right, you know, in the write up before they started talking about the pumps, they were saying like, um, you will only need a pump if, you know, maybe your baby's early and you're separated from your baby. Like, and I was like, even me as, as who I, you know, who I am with breastfeeding, I was like, wow, somebody's really saying that? Yeah. Somebody's really saying that you only need, like, is that, is that right? You know, because it's like, you do, they're just everywhere. Yeah. They're yeah. everywhere. Well, you know, and here's the thing. Let's talk about capitalism for a second, because I like to. <laughs> you can't make money. Nobody can make money off of breastfeeding. But we can make right. lots of money off of somebody who's doubting breastfeeding. Oh, yeah. Because then we get, you know, the formula, then the pumps and all the stuff that you need and the, you know, all the stuff. I mean, just go into the, I mean, breastfeeding is putting your baby to your breast, but then walk into any kind of, you know, like the baby section at Target. And then you would have a completely different view of breastfeeding. It's like, oh, I didn't know I needed all of these things in order to breastfeed. Right. How did people breastfeed all these years? They just before they just all this it, stuff. Right? I, it's just that companies were like, "Oh, wait a minute, we can make money off of this." Uh huh. I had when I worked in the hospital, I had a, a new mom, first time mom, went into her room and she had like, "Do I need this?" She had all the things. She had nipple shields. She had the creams. She had all the stuff. And she was like, "Oh yeah, it was a gift basket that somebody gave me at my baby shower." And I'm like, "Somebody expected you to fail at this." Yeah. Like that, that's, that was my first thought was like, yeah. somebody thought you were going to have problems. Yeah. So they gave you all this stuff and that's not how it should and be, I'll, but you're right. You walk into it, you walk into a, a, any of the baby stores or Target or whatever, and they've got all this stuff out there and it's like, okay, so if I'm somebody who's buying for a mother who plans to, to be a breastfeeding mother, then yeah, you're getting all those things for her, right? Because you're like, okay, let's get her all yeah, the things. Right. Let's, let's get everything right. for her. And all of get these things, yeah, all of these things have very useful, specific uses. They're like, you know, they're, they're, a nipple shield is needed sometimes. 
you know, or a pump is needed sometimes, well, especially in a capitalist society where they expect you to get back to work to make capitalism keep going. Um, but, you know, there, you don't need these things in order to be successful at breastfeeding. These are all very specific things needed for specific problems that when you're pregnant, you don't have yet. <laughs> no. No, you, you don't, don't even have, have a any... breastfeeding problem yet. No, and you, but you're going into it thinking that there's going to be one. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh, I well, need all these things in order to make this happen. And it really, it just we don't we don't want anybody going into this thinking that it's going something is going to happen, thinking yeah. that something bad is going to. I happen. I don't think there's any way to do it. I just don't think there's any way to get there without thinking something is going to go wrong. Because it's <sighs> not like you think something is going to go wrong, and then you have all these people who are helping you to be, to succeed. Because you're going to go, you're going in thinking something's going to go wrong and you have all these people that have bad information. And that are just like, oh, we'll just pump. I'll just give you, you just supplement for a little while. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so frustrating. And a lot of it comes from people who had their own struggle, right? Like I have struggled with breastfeeding. So therefore I'm going to give you all these things or I'm going to talk to you about my struggles so that, you know, when this happens to you what to do with your struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it is just, I mean, breastfeeding is not an easy process and we do not make it any easier at all. No. But the reasons why it's not easy, and I tell people this all the time, the re- one of the reasons why, one of the main reasons why it's not easy is because of the soci- societal barriers and because you are coming off having a baby. Like that is not easy. So you're recovering and you're tired and you're, you know, in pain and you're, there's a lot of stuff going, you're, you're learning how to be a parent and a lot of stuff is going on around you and then throw in all this stuff on top of it. Oh, by the way, keep a baby alive and trust (laughs) that you can do this. And if you're trusting, you're, you're trying to trust your body to make milk for this human being when maybe you feel like your body failed you throughout childbirth, or maybe you feel like your body failed you because you're, you didn't carry your baby to full term or whatever is going on in your head, which those are very, very real and valid issues that people have coming through childbirth. And this is just, we're just feeding into it saying, oh yeah, just, just pump because that'll make it better for you. It's not making anything better. Really? It's not. Because then like, look at this email. Then you want you go into the next child thinking, okay, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to fail at this again. I have so much trauma surrounding it from the first time that it's going to carry into the next baby. Yeah. Can I just say that I am really glad that we are not on some kind of video right now because I just like spilled coffee all over the front of myself. And then I was wiping my mouth with my sweatshirt on top of it. I'm thinking while you were talking and I'm thinking, God, my niece wanted us to do this on YouTube. I know. At one I was going to say you're the one who wanted to do the YouTube thing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I have to get dressed. Ugh. Yeah, no, good thing I'm not because I'm covered in coffee and my own snot and all this. Not other that stuff. anyone here would judge us, but no. So let's take a break with that, and then we can talk a little bit more about this whole bottles to yes. breast thing. How do, how do we go from pumping yes. to breastfeeding? We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Fairhaven Health. The original milk saver is designed to wear on the opposite breast while breastfeeding, but sometimes we are leaking in between feedings when we are on the go or at work. The Milky's Milk Saver On The Go is a discreet and comfortable breast milk collection system that requires zero effort on your part. You simply slip them into your bra while you're 
milk collects inside them. When you are ready to empty them, you pour your collected milk into a storage bag to add to your stash or to use for any of the dozens of uses for breast milk. They cannot be seen under your clothes. They are small enough to carry in your purse and reusable. These can also be used to protect sore or cracked nipples while they heal as they create a small, open and protected area around your nipples. Save your precious breast milk, money, and the environment by cutting down or even eliminating the use of breast pads. Breast milk is worth saving. Check out the Milky's Milk Saver on the go at fairhavenhealth.com. That's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N health.com. And use code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Cake Maternity. Cake Maternity is a nursing bra specialist passionate about breastfeeding and the many benefits it offers for parents and baby and the environment. Breastfeeding while natural doesn't always come naturally to everyone. That's why they have made it their mission to empower breastfeeders as they mindfully navigate the world of parenthood and help make breastfeeding easier through experience-driven innovation. Cake Maternity stocks one of the largest ranges of maternity and nursing bras, which includes seamless, sleep, flexible wired, non-wired, sports, padded, plunge, t-shirt, and fuller busted bras in sizes ranging from 30A to 42K. With 13 years of experience under their belt, Cake Maternity is renowned for their quality, fit, and support. Cake has you covered for your maternity and nursing bra needs. Head to Cake, like birthday cake, Cake Maternity, and use code BADASS15 for 15% off of your purchase. And the sponsors today and their promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode and at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You will also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. So going from bottles to breastfeeding, I will say, first of all, kudos to every single pumping parent out there because it is not easy at all. And I can't imagine exclusively pumping for 18 months. I can't either. Like that is, it's a dedication all its own. It really is. It is unbelievable. Um, I think, you know, you just kind of get into this routine or whatever, but it's, it's a lot. And then you can't expect to be able to do that once you have your second baby, because that's, I mean, that's a lot. You know, like taking care of a toddler and then, right. you know, it's just too much to do. But even so, like, and I think we do have an episode on why direct breastfeeding, and if we don't, we'll have to do one, why direct breastfeeding is different than pumping and bottle feeding. Because a lot of people do think it's the same. Well, they're getting the breast milk, so it's the same thing, but it really mm-hmm. is very, very different. Um, but they are getting the milk and that's, you know, that is fantastic. It's a great thing to be able to give them. But to go from that to just trusting that breastfeeding is working, I mean, I'm not saying this just because I am a lactation consultant, but I really do feel like you need to be working with somebody, yeah, like a lactation person that can like help you by, even if you're, if you're somebody who's really struggle, struggling with the anxiety surrounding your feeds, then being able to see the milk transfer, you know, like doing a, a weighed feed and measuring the transfer and being able to sit with somebody who can show you, look at your baby is sucking and swallowing. This is showing that they're transferring milk well. And so that is invaluable to be able to talk to somebody and talk it through 
so that you can kind of get away from that. And you might even have to go from, okay, you're doing five bottles a day plus the breastfeeding. Let's take it down to two bottles a day and let's see how we do with that. Let's see if we make, you know, notice that the, the diapers are fine, that the baby's latching well, that, you know, all of that stuff is happening. Um, I always try to talk with parents too about the differences between bottle feeding and breastfeeding because we know that when you are only bottle feeding or when you're adding bottle feeding to the breastfeeding, that there is a pretty good chance that that baby is being overfed. So I really want parents to know that now you you might have been going three hours between feeds when you were doing mostly bottles, but mm-hmm. now that your baby is doing mostly breastfeeding, they're probably going to want to eat more frequently than that. And that is normal. But they, in their mind, that goes straight to they're not getting enough to eat because they went from every three hours with bottles to every hour and a half with breastfeeding, so they must not be getting enough. And that's not true. That's just the normal way they eat. But we take the normal out of it when we give the bottles. So it just it skews the whole process. So really kind of educating, having somebody talk with you and educating about like this is what to expect with breastfeeding because it's different than bottle feeding. So you might feed more frequently. There might be more comfort nursing. There might be some cluster feeding. All of this is normal, but you don't see those things when you're breast, when you're bottle feeding or you don't see it as much when you're bottle feeding. So you have to go into it with a different kind of thought process too and know that like, okay, my baby's feeding a little bit more frequently. This is normal. And you just kind of like trust. And that's what we say about trust the process. That's what that means. Trust that your baby is doing what they're supposed to be doing. Trust that they're going to increase your supply the way they need to when they're feeding more frequently. We need to just kind of step back and go, okay, this is normal. This is what they're doing. And this is okay. That's why we say, okay, are the, the diapers the same? Like, are they still having good, wet, dirty diapers? Like all of that stuff tells us that they're getting what they need during that time. But because we don't see it going in, we just doubt that they're getting anything at all. And whenever a baby is fussy, we've talked about this a million times, right? Whenever they're fussy, everybody goes, up, oh, they're not getting enough to eat. And when you're coming off of doing bottles, that is like really the first thing in your head is that they're not getting enough to eat. But they are. They really are. They really are getting enough to eat. Yeah, that trusting the process. That's, that is a, that is a thing that is so hard. I mean, I know we just talked about all of this, but that part of it is, I think, the main, obviously the main problem. And I don't, I mean, I really, you really have to be working with someone Mm -hmm. because you can't, I can't imagine doing all of that on my own. I would just quit. I know. I would just stop. And that's what happens usually. People can't figure it out. They don't believe, you know, that the baby's getting enough. And maybe they even have a doctor telling them, you know, like, well, I don't know. You know, they didn't gain what we wanted them to gain on the chart, which is actually made for formula fed babies. Um, And they, you know, so I think that they're not getting enough. So I think that you should do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And now you're just supposed to just put the baby on and just, you know, it's like, well, but my boob, it's so- it's soft. You know, it's soft and it's hanging here. It can't possibly. I think it's empty. There's nothing in it. You know? Yeah. 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 
It's and just it's, cob- cobwebs. It echoes in there. <laughs> cobwebs. Dust. <laughs> Dust bunnies. It is. We really see this a lot with babies that are in the NICU. And it doesn't even have to be, or like special care nurseries. It doesn't even have to be like a preemie. If it's a situation where they were separated from you because of even just like a jaundice situation. And they kind of like, they kind of educate you in the hospital to be like, we need to give your baby these bottles because they need to have intake and we need to know what they're getting in so that we can make sure that they're, you know, passing through the jaundice or get it, whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. And that sticks in your head. You know, then you come out going, they still need, the, they need these bottles. Right. Um, or especially if it's a weight gain issue. Oh my gosh. If it's a weight gain issue, it is so hard to, get people to let go of those bottles too. And it's like, it's just, yeah. I mean, but then, and then on the other side of it, you have those parents that are like, God, it's just like, it's just a pain to have to do even just a couple bottles a day. Cause then you're washing stuff and you're, you know, it is a, a nuisance. So if you could think about it in that way, that it's just adding more work to your workload to have to give even just a couple bottles a day when you don't mm-hmm. need to. You know, when it's not a necessary thing, then it's like, okay, let's let this go because it's just one more thing that you have to do. And sometimes that is helpful to kind of think about it in that way. But when parents are really like, oh, I need to give these bottles or the baby's weight is going to drop or then we need to look like, is that really a situation? Because I have had a mom that is actually emailing me, um, just the other day about this situation where it's like, okay, when I stop giving bottles, the baby's weight drops. Okay. Then that's a feeding issue. Like that is definitely a feeding issue where something's going on where the baby's not transferring well. And again, you need to be working with somebody to make sure that you're talking through these things and finding out what's going on here. But if this is a baby that is you, you know, gaining fine, they're breastfeeding fine. And you're just really unsure because you're so in your own head about like, oh my gosh, I don't know if it's if if I should give up these bottles because it's my safety net. Then yeah, you don't you just you really need to work with somebody. You need to talk it through with somebody and make sure that you know what you're, you know, what's going on with your baby. Because if you can not have to do those bottles, not have to be pumping, not have to be doing all that stuff, and you reach your goal of only breastfeeding and that's what you want to do, then there's no way, no reason why you can't get to that. Or at least, you know, really determine why you're not there at that place. When you were talking earlier about, um, oh, I can't remember exactly what, how you put it, but it was something with, you know, like the, the breastfeeding and kind of not, you know, the trusting the process thing. And we kind of, we do that with childbirth too, though, right? We don't trust that our body can do that. Oh yeah, totally. You know, we just yeah. don't trust it at all. And that comes well, from society saying, what? Exactly. You, know, you can't, you, you have to, you, you can't have this baby. It's supposed to be too big. We're going to have to do it by C-section. Right. Or you what they told me, you can't have your baby without an epidural. Right. Yeah. You'll you be in too, to too much pain. Yeah. You're going to have to have medication or else you can't have this baby. Yeah. You know. It is just an intervention heavy society. Mm-hmm. And it really does come down to capitalism and money. Because oh, all yeah. of these things, all this, you know, you pay for it and they get money. They. <laughs> uh, Those people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had something. Oh, um, 
two things. You know, with the lactation consultant, and I know this is like kind of preaching to the choir because everyone here is like listening to a podcast with a lactation consultant. Um, But, you know, we have this thing too with lactation consultants. It's just like, well, okay, wait a minute. So I'm going through this and I need to contact a lactation consultant. Oh, that's just too much. That's too much. You know, there's too much logistics there. That's too extra. Like, I don't feel like doing it. Mm-hmm. Yet we go to the pediatrician without questioning it. Nobody would ever not take their children for like a well visit, right? Right. Or, and if their child had some sort of problem, some, you know, some issue and the doctor referred you to a specialist, you wouldn't, you would go without question. But then when it comes to breastfeeding and getting help with that, we just think it's kind of like an extra thing. Like, oh, I could do this, but eh, I couldn't work it out. And like, we don't take it seriously. We don't take the, you know, we don't, we just don't take the whole thing very seriously. And, um, you know, we should. Lactation consultants should be seen like a specialist of any kind. You know, I'm having problems with breastfeeding. So I would go to a lactation consultant, no question. And I know a lot of it is the insurance piece of it. Um, because it's not like in a lot of, in a lot of places, it's not covered or lactation consultants are hard to find in some areas too. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely yeah. that where it's not like we're on every corner. So <laughs> it really is, you know, it can be really hard You'd to find more one. money if you were on the corner. That's true. I would make more money on the corner. Oh, I don't think my family would be very happy about that, but <laughs> um, it really is. You know, we just sometimes you have to find one or it might be one that you, you know, how many times somebody tells me they saw lactation consultants that they didn't really mesh with? Well, yeah. And then, and not every lactation consultant is, you know, no, just like everything else. I mean, yeah, but you can't when there's not a lot of options. Yeah. um, Then it's really kind of hard. And then you're putting money into it. And that's kind of the other thing, too, that I find that, you know, you're putting money into this out of your own pocket most of the time that you don't want to see them more than once because you can't afford to, or you don't, you know, like, it's just, so it's like, we, I get that. Absolutely. Because that is a hard, like, that is not a realistic thing to say, okay, see your, see your lactation consultant weekly when it's costing you money every single time you go. Right. Because it's not covered. Like that is a really hard thing to do. But even if you could, you know, kind of like put that in to your, you know, like what budget, I want to say, let me see them one time and get all the information that I can get out of it and get all the help that I need and, you know, kind of go from there. Um, I have had people that contacted me, even like from the podcast that said, oh, I want to, I want to, you know, buy a consult for my friend who's having a baby and they give it yeah, as a shower that's gift. A, that Instead of the pump, right? You do that. I mean, and it's amazing Then I can, you know, and they're not even having problems. It's cheaper. It is cheaper. cheaper. And they're not having problems, but they're like, I have tons of questions. So this is great. And, you know, like we get on a video and we do like all, you know, answer all the questions and we spend an hour talking and covering all the things. And, and then you have a connection to somebody, right? If you do have problems, you have that connection where you can go back later. And that's the same thing. Like, even if you feel like, okay, this is, you know, I don't know if I'll ever need one. But it's good to have that connection with somebody because likely to go get through breastfeeding without consulting with somebody, I think is a pretty hard thing to do. 
honestly, just like any other thing you're going to be doing that's a specialist type of thing, you're going to need somebody to talk to about it because you're just, you're going to have questions and you're not going to get all the answers that you need off of social media or Google. And it's just, it's, it'll leave you more confused. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I hear that too, where people are like, yeah, I Googled it and I just had all these, you know, I got all these conflicting answers and I just don't know what to do. And then you end up with a lactation consultant anyway. So it just, it's so much better when you can talk to a specialist and be like, what's, what is going on here with my baby? What is happening? It makes a huge difference. Yes. And what about, because I know that there's a problem. I know people sometimes have problems, especially if they're exclusively pumping and they want to start breastfeeding, but they're having trouble latching. And they're like, well, my baby likes the bottle better. Yeah. See, I'm not a big fan of that. So the, <laughs> only because I have seen babies that latched after months of bottles. But yeah. I think one of the things that we need to we need to look at, there's a couple of things here. We need to look at why was the baby not breastfeeding? Were they not breastfeeding because there was a like a a coordination problem or um were they not breastfeeding because like was there what was the issue that made them to not breastfeed? Because if there's like a coordination issue or um they're on you know they're uncoordinated or they're having a suck dysfunction I find that it's really hard for those babies to go between breast and bottle when they're having, like they'll figure out one thing and that's what they'll do. People go, oh, they're just stubborn and they don't want to go to the breast. No, they probably physically cannot figure it out. So we need to, we need to look at like, well, okay, what's going on here? Is there a reason why the baby is not breastfeeding? You can't just assume like, oh, they just don't want to because that's not true. There's something happening there. And there's a reason why they're not going back and forth. So that's the first thing I like to look at. Second thing I look at is, are we overfeeding that baby by bottle? Because if we're overfeeding the baby, if you feed, if you're, especially if you're kind of like, oh yeah, I tried to breastfeed earlier and they didn't go and they didn't, wouldn't breastfeed. So I gave them a bottle and now it's two hours later and I'm trying again and they're not breastfeeding. It's like, okay, well then how much did you give them by bottle? Oh, five ounces. Well, no wonder they're not breastfeeding. They're not ready to. They yeah. don't want to yet. They're not hungry yet. So then we have to like, it's it's different. The breastfeeding is different than bottle feeding. You bottle feed them, they're going to take that bottle. You offer them the breast. If they're not hungry, they're likely not going to get on and feed. Especially if it's like a you know baby that's a month or two old. So we really need to look at like, all right, are we overfeeding them by bottle? And is that why they're not breastfeeding well? So there's a couple of things. It's not just like that whole blanket statement of, oh, your baby's got had bottles. They're not going to go to the breast. Yeah, they will. If we figure out why they're bottle feeding, yeah, they will absolutely go to the breast. But again, you probably should be working with somebody about this and really take the time to kind of get it figured out. And that's important. You know, it's really important. I think we kind of like totally disregard when babies are bottle feeding. We're like, oh, they're fine. They can do, they can bottle feed so they'll be fine. But there's a lot of instances where they're bottle feeding because they're not, they didn't breastfeed well. Nobody really figured out why they didn't breastfeed well. And now you go to give them solids and they don't do well with solids because there is some kind of like suck dysfunction or coordination problem and they're not doing well with solids because, well, they bottle fed. So nobody really looked past it. I mean, there's, we need to like look at these things. Babies are supposed to breastfeed. Like that's, we know that like 
logically we know that, right? Like that's what they're born to do is breastfeed. If they're not breastfeeding, then we need to like kind of question why they're not. If they're physically not doing it. Why? Is there a reason why? We need to look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my spiel on that. Well, thank you so much, Diane. And congratulations. Usual. To, <laughs> congratulations to Brooke who sent the email. Um, thank yes. you so much for that. And anybody else out there who is exclusively pumping, you're amazing. Um, and if you're trying to go from pumping to bottles and you need help with that, definitely reach out to somebody because it is a hard thing to do. It's hard to wrap your head around that, but you can do it. That's it. Yep. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.